after these messages, we'll be right back. I can't believe I ate that whole thing. Are you in good hands? And now, a word from our sponsors. Hey, everybody. Welcome to After These Messages. It's a podcast where we talk about commercials. We talk about the good ones. We talk about the bad ones. And we talk about the ones where people say weird shit like this. Ouch! What was that again? One more time. Ouch! Hmm? Ouch! That voice sounds really familiar to me. Anyway, my name's Andrew Walsh. I'm here with uh, Genevieve Has. We're your host today. Hey, Veeves. Hi, Andrew. How you like the new digs? We have a new studio here. I really like it. It's so roomy. You can really hear how roomy it is. <laughs> yes, it is very so roomy. Echo-y. That's the worst thing you can say about an audio studio. Yeah. Wow, it's so roomy, and you can hear the room. All right, well, coming up today on the show, it's Ron O'Clock somewhere. That doesn't <laughs> barely make sense. Our good friend... Ron Upshaw of uh, Cairo Radio Fame of the did Ron you, and Don show is here. Yourself? I did. I literally wrote it down. I don't know if you can see my <laughs> screen. I wrote down coming up today on the show. We, it's Ron o'clock we somewhere. We do this a lot. We will write jokes into our show sheet and then we will immediately out ourselves as having written the jokes beforehand. And they're never good. They're jokes. not good. Yeah, it would be like barely a joke if we just came up with it on the fly. It's extra embarrassing that we wrote it down. Yeah, that one's got legs. It's, I think. <laughs> hey, kind of. Ron, we're very proud. Last time you were on the show. One of my favorite shows, uh, and I'm not just saying that because you're here. Veeves and I talk about it a lot. Um, I think we, what do we title that one? Oh, uh, Right Time, Right Time, Ron Place. Oh, yeah. Right Time, Ron Place. I wanted to name today's show, um, There's a Right Way to Rock and a Ron Way to Roll. (laughs) (laughs) And I think we're landing on if loving you is Ron, I don't want to be right. (laughs) I I like all of them. So we have a lot of options to work with. Let's see how this It's a real slippery slope into like using a, uh, making it. Racial almost. Pardon me? The Juan. Juan. Oh, like, oh, no. Like you could oh, slide no. into it. So you guys, no, you guys are would. keeping it real. I never even occurred to I'll me. tell you what didn't make the cut, which was Command and Ron Troll. <laughs> oh, I don't yeah, get that don't, right. No, nor did I. Command and Control. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> I told you it wasn't good. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I didn't even. That one's so bad, I didn't even write it down. <laughs> <laughs> As a matter of fact. Thanks for being here, man. It's very good to be back. Um, so uh, you are here because, um, well, we like you. Um, and we don't have cable right now, which is a problem. We don't have like broadcast television because we just moved. And, um, well, I love Comcast Xfinity usually, but they're really being a pain in my rear end this week. Does this mean I can't steal your HBO login because the the new seasons of Westworld is coming? Um, you can still use the login. Okay. I gave you the login a long time ago. Are you still using that? Well, just for Westworld. Okay. No, that's fine. Um, by the way, that is illegal. I don't recommend anybody. Uh, that's stealing, basically. Uh, but, Ron, you can do it for us because I consider you family. You're on my family plan. Um, <laughs> but anyway, we don't have broadcast cable until next Monday when some technician finally gets out here. So how are we going to talk about commercials if we're not seeing commercials? Well, some of the streaming services we've been using um, do uh, use commercials or broadcast commercials. And we were surprised that not only were there local commercials on one of these digital services... There was a local commercial starring you. What did you say? How did I look on this local commercial? Let's. We're going to analyze the oh, actual a we'll little bit later it. on. Like it was very exciting to be watching a digital product and yeah, suddenly so see a little Ron on our I screen. I have to ask you in all seriousness. Like you, you've been on the radio in, in mm-hmm. Los Angeles and in Seattle, but when you see someone you know 
Even it could be Luke from TVTL. If you see him on CBS or something, mm-hmm. is there a little party that's like, I know him? Oh, totally. No, and we, I get that. I get excited when I see our former landlord. Um, oh, he's, yeah. he's, a, he's a commercial actor, so he'll be in like a state farm, or uh, not a farmer's insurance ad, or I think he was in like an Xfinity ad. He's uh, he often plays like Asian dad, right? So whenever I see like, which is weird because he's white. And it's really, <laughs> he's a really it's, good. He's a method actor. It's, no, very, it's, it's yeah, on the edge. Hollywood is racist. No, it's, yeah, we'll see Dave, and I'm like, it's Dave. I get so excited. Sometimes I hear Luke's voice, yeah. uh, for like an Xfinity, or I'm sorry, um, uh, Alaska Airlines, a lot. No? He did, he did like an Alexa ad or like an oh, Amazon or something. Oh, 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 the Amazon's Fire Stick. That's I right, think. which I think is no, I think that's defunct. Yeah, no, I blame him. I, know, um, I get overly excited by that too in, in, in the business. Yeah. It's like, I know that guy. But you get a tinge of jealousy as well. Um, not really. You know what I do? I was jealous of Luke's uh, Alaska Airlines campaign. When he was, wait, did you know him back then? That yeah. was a long, long time ago. Because I was like, why can't I get an Alaska Airlines campaign? Why can't you? Is that the and one then, where he was in the gym with the basketball? Well, Luke then hooked me up with his agent that does the commercials. And I, I tried it. He's a super nice guy. And so I tried out for a bunch of stuff and didn't get anything. And he was sort of like, oh. yeah, nobody wants to hire you. So you need to go away now. Wow. That's that. And that's what it's like, well, I don't know. I can't be normal guy. You like, need a new agent. <laughs> Exactly. That was before. That was that was was his agent's position. Right. (laughs) That was a long time ago, though. That was before dad uh, dad bods were popular. (laughs) Maybe 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 normal guy dad bods on the way back. Circle back around. We're going to talk about your uh, star turn on the television in just a little bit. Plus, Genevieve, do we have any jingles? (gasps) We've got so many jingles from the ad council. People calling up. Has anybody uh, done a better jingle than the Albuquerque Dukes uh, jingle from 1978? That was a pretty. That was a really good one. And what I really appreciated about it was that you did sort of all of the like the sound effects that went with and it. And the key change. And the key change. Yeah. It was really good. <laughs> I wish I could play that back, but we don't usually save them. We just play them from our Google voicemail. And they're gotcha. just buried forever. But Oh, man, I have it memorized. Don't worry. My <laughs> brother was a bat boy. Uh, well, maybe we can get you to do one in the clear, not uh, on the phone later on. I don't know. But before we get into that, I did want to bring up something, uh, Vives. You had an idea for the show. Um, and it's a segment idea. Now, we're not going to get into the segment now, but I thought maybe you could lay it out mm-hmm. and then get the listeners on board, get me on board, get this guy on board. Yeah, just get everybody on board. Get everybody on board. We're going to have an onboarding sail call. Away. Do you guys ever have onboarding calls at work? Mm, no. Like when you're bringing you don't somebody either? new onto the team? I don't even know what that means. You're too big of a deal now. See, I take these things. So on the other podcast I do, Too Beautiful to Live, download it now. We could use the numbers. Don't listen. Just download it. Who cares? Um <laughs> Uh, we have advertisements, and when we have a new sponsor coming on board, I have to do an onboarding mm-hmm. call, and that means that I have to get on the phone with our salesperson at American Public Media who who set this up, uh, the person at the advertising agency who Always contacted fun. us, I, no, and I've usually the actual client themselves. And then they just kind of read, they just read all of the information they sent you in advance. They just read it out loud to Sounds you. Fun. And you just have to like kind of verbally nod. I didn't know that's what they were called, but I've been on plenty of those. Yeah. Uh, And you know what? They always talk about pain points. 
Okay, the pain point for this is uh, like right now, um, you know, men don't have time to look for good fashion. So that's the pain point. And then our solution is. I was like, now these things are all mandatory. We're going to give you four minutes of mandatory items and the spots are 30 seconds. Right. Yes. So uh, if you can just get all of the mandatory stuff in and your personal experience with the product. Yeah, and then just riff. And just, with the, do your thing. With the remaining two seconds, just riff away. <laughs> Ouch. Uh, more on that in a second. That's actually you from a video that hits on that. Okay, so Genevieve, uh, down the line, we're going to do a segment, and we all want to be prepared for it. So right. can you lay it out for us? Yes. Um, TV, for me, is a social uh, you know, experience. Big and setup here. There's a lot of research to suggest that people who watch basically like sitcoms or, you know, actual like scripted television, um, experience some of the same like emotional and mental benefits of having actual real friends. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, I was just thinking like watching, I mean, that's, that's for TV shows, but what if, if you were watching commercials and you could assemble like your perfect friend squad from mm. the commercial characters who, what would those, who, who mm. would you, who would you put in your crew? So I want Andrew and me to come back next week with kind of like defend your squad. Like you can, you know, it's a handful of people, no hard limits on how many, but just think about like a handful of people. Are both of you putting the snap into a Slim Jim guy in your squad? No. Slap into a Slim Jim. Do you want in on this? We could call you next week. You can come back next week (laughs) if you want to. I can think about that for commercials. Um, I don't want to force you to keep driving I know who's not going to be in it, the Verizon guy. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. He's not in my squad. Freaking Paul. Paul. not great. I want you know who I want in my I'm squad. So sad for Paul. Off the top of my head, I want Tumgus. Well, Andrew's already for claimed the AM PM. Yeah. I want Tumgus in can my you squad. Can uh, each character only be in one squad? I like you we, can't I, have duplicate squad people. I think yeah. if, if we come up with any duplicates, which would kind of surprise me if we did, because we have pretty kind of different tastes, uh-huh. I think. But if we if we both have someone that I think we have to argue out who would who most deserves that that character in our squad. So anyway, to the listeners. Uh, you know, we'd love your suggestions. Who would be in your squad? Send them in. Yeah, one or a hundred. Just let us know who's. Dude, who's do celebrity in. spokespeople's count? Yeah, I mean, like, oh, can, I see. can Bill Murray doing a Sapporo ad in Japan be part of my squad? Well, that's not even real life, though. You've gone two degrees too far. Now. Yeah, that's him playing a character in a movie. But what was he in a commercial? The answer is yes. <laughs> Has he ever been in a real commercial? For Suntory Time? I, he must have done one for real in real life. Like, it seems like too good of an opportunity. I'm just saying, is there a that. limit on... So, like, Brad Pitt has done squad stuff in Japan. Right. Um, he, can you be a squad member? You know what? I think that's something we're going to have to discuss. George Clooney selling right. Italian coffee. Yeah. No, I'm going to say no. I think here's, I'm gonna my, say no. here's my position. And, you know... I guess your mileage may vary, but I think that if the person is playing, like I think John Hamm, for example, in those um, get uh, H&R Block commercials that he's doing, he's clearly playing a version of John Hamm in the same way that Larry David is playing a version right. of Larry David and Curb. And so I think it's fair to say, but you, but it has to be that, version of John Ham. I don't it can't just be I like I don't know fate. if I agree that that's John Ham playing John Ham. I think that's John Ham playing a buffoony movie uh, actor. He is a buffoony movie actor. No, he's right. a movie actor. I don't think that I don't think that we're See, supposed to think, "Oh, that's John Ham." Then you could also be like, "Oh, Bar Raffelli is going to be in my Who? squad." She's an Israeli supermodel. Yeah. Uh. Remember she made out with the geeky looking dude on a Super Bowl commercial? I 
don't. <laughs> Super Bowl. Anyway, I think you're right. I think it has to be a real character they're playing. Okay, here's a better example. Uh, Mayhem. Who plays Mayhem? Oh, the Mayhem guy? The Mayhem guy. You love him. The guy Are you from... saying Mayhem? It's oh, am not... I saying Mayhem? Yeah. No, Mayhem is what you have mayhem on Easter. Is a... <laughs> May I have some Mayhem? I've been deshoveled. <laughs> I hate you. I hate you both. Um, you guys just moved. Mayhem? Is that how you say it? Yeah, it's his me- name and... is um, Dean Winters, I want to say. Yeah, he's also been in some shows. Yeah. But he's playing a very specific character. Of course. A May he's not Ham. but he's not famous like So like that John would say that Ham. Mayhem can be in or my John squad. Ham, in your as okay. you would say. But do you understand what I'm saying? Like I think that like that character Mayhem right. can be in my squad. Yes. I don't think that John So you're saying while he's in the squad he's he's inhabiting the Mayhem that's a character. Very okay. specific Let's character. make a hard and fast rule. Okay. If the person is clearly unambiguously identified in the commercial as themselves. So like Let's just take uh, Kristen Bell and Dax Shepard, who clearly played themselves in those Maytag ads or mm-hmm. Samsung ads or whatever they are. That would be super cool to be friends with them, obviously. But like they're just playing themselves. So Cindy that's Crawford, out. can she be in my squad? No, because she's just being Cindy Crawford, drinking okay. a Pepsi. Dean Winters, you were right, by the way. Yeah. By the way, if you spell mayhem incorrectly without the Y, you get some shocking results. And I do not know why. But I'm glad you weren't looking at your screen a moment ago. <laughs> All right. So that's a lot of fun. So uh, we'll call that squad goals, I guess. A little on the nose. Um, but so you want to do that next week? For Let's sure. Try it next week, yeah. All right. Uh, sounds or good. Or if we get lazy the week after. Well, yeah, we'll see. So you're saying uh, Macklemore and Russell Wilson cannot be in my squad? No, Russell Wilson it's a Bose plays yeah, Russell like Wilson. He's playing Russell Wilson. He's not playing Russell. He is just being Russell right. Wilson so for Alaska every celebrity and he, and he still can barely act it out. Can, every yeah. celebrity endorser is out? It has to be like a commercial yes. actor? Yeah, yeah, like it's okay. a character. A character. Okay. I think it can be a famous person. Like I know Dean Winter's name. But clearly, he's not playing somebody, na- yeah. an actor named Dean Winters no. in these, you know, Mayhem commercials. Okay. All right. All right good. All right. More on that. For now, though, let's uh, let's get into the, some uh, Ron TV. Ronnie, 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 oh. Ronnie, wow, I didn't, this is the first time I've ever heard this song. <laughs> Did it, uh, has this song uh, I've never shadowed? Heard this. Are you serious? Yeah, I've never the heard four this seasons. song. I've never heard it. Is it about a girl, Ronnie? You know what? I don't like to be so gender conformist. <laughs> <All right. laughs> this cares? is about Ronnie Spector, probably. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, all right. So I guess we already set this up. We were what were you were watching the Americans I was. on the FX app, I believe. That's and it right. Turns out the FX, FX app now. has a uh, hyper local commercials. Is that insulting if I call them hyper local, or I should care. I just call them commercials? Right. You're a hyper local celebrity. <laughs> <laughs> Not I, a celebrity in this r- in this room. I do think Hyperlocal, I'm sort of, we're sort of misusing it. Like, hyperlocal is probably like the neighborhood of, you know. That's right. Finney Ridge. Finney Ridge. Regional. Right. But, but it's local. local you okay. Know? It's definitely, I mean, it's literally the product is uh, Bellevue Rare Coins. Now, I mostly, well, I 100% only know of them through the radio advertisements that you do for them. Right. I've been Give doing us the this rundown. For it's a, um, basically as the price of gold went up and up and up and up, this was a, one of the first groups that figured out, okay, we can, I think this, I, I may be making this up, but they, I believe got a smelting license, which is, oh, wow. is difficult to get. Mm. And so like, they don't just dole those out mm. uh, to anybody. They don't just dealt them out. Hey, oh, you smelt it. You, <laughs> 
So I wrote that one down. So they then were like, hey, we can buy um, broken and crappy jewelry, melt it down ourselves, and then if you have this license, then you can take it to whoever buys bulk gold Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. then do that. So they just made a spread. Uh, Anyway, so that was their business model. So the government, and I'm going to sound like Dory Monson here for a minute, and that's a rare occurrence. The government can tell me that I can't melt down my own... I can't smelt my own gold? I think you can, but then you can't take it to a market and just go, here's a block of gold. Because you have to... So you can smelt it, but you can't melt it. you can't can't melt melt it. it. Because what I'm saying, when when they take it in, they're going to say, this has to be... It's a certain purity. Right. It's a certain weight. Uh, So that makes sense. Like you could... uh, The reason they do that is because... Big government getting between me and my smelting (laughs) operation (laughs) once again. We could take a big old chunk of copper, wrap it in gold, and go, oh, this is five pounds of gold. Right. Uh, And so they're... I, I understand why they do it. So anyway, Bellevue Rare Coins... Uh, it was in as as gold went up to over like twelve hundred fifteen dollars an ounce uh, was one of the pioneers in this market of buying gold and precious metals. How long how long ago did they start doing that? Ish or that you I don't know, about? but I've been doing spots for them for probably five years, six okay, years yeah. on the, on the radio, and that's their basic business. You bring in coins, gold, platinum, silver, and they put a value on it, make a spread, and then give you cash. Well, why don't you, pl- well, let's play this mm-hmm. ad. And then so I want to. Last year they asked me, would you do a TV spot? Yeah, and then I, then I like, want to okay. talk to you about how what it was like making that. But let's play it for the listeners. Okay. Um, there's not a lot of visuals here. I think it'll explain itself. Ron, it's just a, it's just Ron standing basically in what appears to be Bellevue. It Rare is Coins. the Bellevue Rare Coins, Bellevue location. It would be amazing if they built they a, built set a whole somewhere set. else. There are four locations. <laughs> it's, to a, serve you. it's a 15 second commercial. And it is, uh, it doesn't leave a lot to the imagination. It's pretty straightforward. When I'm looking to invest in gold and silver, there's only one place that I go, Bellevue Rare Coins. Stop into one of their four area locations today. Bellevue Rare Coins. Bellevue, Linwood, West Seattle, and Issaquah. They just really took the mic away from you at the end there. Like, why couldn't you have said the tagline or the the information at the end? I'm sure I could. The the funny thing is going into, not maybe not funny, I'll try to make this as interesting as possible. So when you're, number one, they're like, okay, we're doing the store, we're doing this at the Bellevue store. So show up, they're like, bring a couple different shirts. Uh, so I had a black shirt and then that red shirt that I had on in there. They had a makeup person, which I appreciated. But then um, they didn't shut the store down. So, so I'm sitting on this stool. And there's like lights and there's an oh audio guy and a director and they got the monitor set up. But that if, is hilarious. If someone walked in with their coin collection from fifth grade we stopped filming <laughs> and then they would do the thing and then they would leave so we had to do it in between customers oh bellevue oh, rare wow. coin come on man and then they had Show someone, a little professionalism it's someone that wrote these they, they didn't give me any scripts in advance but i got there and like here's your lines and i'm like they were very densely written like oh, someone yeah. a copywriter that tried to get 10 pounds of bleep into a five pound bag. Yep. And I'm like, you can say shit. We, this is not, we're not family friendly. So I, um, so I tried to memorize it real quickly. And then finally I was just like, can I just do a couple? Like I, I know your product it's improv. Just, You're just jumping a couple right of to the improv. Yeah. And so they're like, yeah, you can try some. So I do. And like, that was great. Yeah. Just do that. So I did a bunch of them uh, off the cuff. Uh, and that was one of them where they're like, we need one that's 15 seconds. Mm-hmm. And like, I was like, what do you need? And so I, I just riffed 
riffed it sort of. I, I looked at their line, but then just kind of, I did it in my own way. Yeah, yeah. You're like Larry David. You're like the Larry David <laughs> right. Bellevue Rare Coins commercials, exactly. I would say. So how I, much of your Bellevue, how, are you sick of answering that question? Or exactly. People, they come up to you, they say, how much of your Bellevue Rare Coins commercials are ad-libbed? You must get that all the time. <laughs> no, the thing that is funny is like sort of what we talked about before is people that I've known for decades You'll get a text. I just saw you on TV. Yeah, yeah. It's like, I was one of those people. Yeah, just like literally yesterday. It's like cool. <laughs> like, what do you? What do you? I'm like, right. right on. Like, what are you supposed to say? You know, I'm on the radio four <laughs> hours <laughs> every freaking day. Like, right, but for whatever reason, when they people see you, yeah, it's good. And and I I honestly am happy with how I look in this ad. You I've look been great. In, I've been in ads before where I was much heavier. Oh yeah, you've lost a lot of weight. And You're so in good shape. I feel like I look good in that. Yeah, ad. you. Yeah, I'm rewatching it now uh, silently. As I will do when you leave, I'll just watch it a lot. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, you're real strong jaw lines. Very good. Yes, and, the, good and wearing men should wear makeup more often. Like seriously, you yeah. look. You look. I better. actually, this is no joke. I really think that that's gonna. I, I think that in the next ten to fifteen years, we're gonna start seeing like cosmetic companies marketing what they'll call something else but mm. it will be makeup for men you mm. watch mark my words because i don't have up. really pronounced dark circles but i have darker circles under my eyes and on this ad it's like oh man my skin looks really good uh. with youtube and all of the like all of the facetiming and all of the ways that we're on camera now some sort of camera now men are going to start seeing what women have always been told is that you know you don't look good on in pictures they're going to start seeing there's you know flaws in their skin male makeup Buy buy low because it's gonna go sky high. I don't know who you buy that from, but but we will. But buy it now. I, and I'm honestly, I'm not, I didn't bring you on the show to like drag this commercial. Um, but I am noticing one thing, kind of curious. Now that it's just, it's like a 15 second commercial, it goes by pretty quickly. You look good. We've established that shirt looks good, um, face looks good, hair great. Um, <laughs> I'm building up something here, and I don't want to hurt your feelings. But um, whoever set up this shot is kind of interesting. Like it does look like you're sitting in front of a counter where there's maybe some coins, kind of I don't know it. At, Arm, arms at your elbow about right but the background is actually shooting out their windows and right. there's just like an suv parked that's out my there. suv <laughs> <laughs> like isn't there a better shot so that there's like a wall of coins or something that is not just like a parking lot behind you they probably i mean i wasn't gonna debate this sure, on yeah. the dra- they had it all the camera all set up and everything it's and a production company right they hired yeah them. so yeah. they had an audio guy a cinematographer and a director mm. to do this 15 second commercial i would like that you don't have to say it on the air i'd like the director's name because i'd like to know <laughs> i would like to know what was going on in his i actually had brain. to move my car a space over because i was in a space and i was getting glare off the back windshield <laughs> so they made me move it a space over they, but they said move the car and we're not going to change yeah, the shot we can sh- move your sorry. stool or we can- <laughs> sorry we've put these cameras in cement and they cannot be yeah. moved you would think they would have some like black scrim material or something over those windows would have made and it i'm with andrew like yeah. there must be like lots of stuff in these in this store that would be worth showing um but because then i could have done one of those uh hyper local hand movements with coins of gold and here is some jewelry <laughs> the dillinger the pheasant under glass so their only business model is like the idea that it's a place to go for rare coins is sort of not right, right well that's how it started as a coin store mm. yeah but now it's just now they're just in the business of buying gold no you they still gold a lot of the people that want to buy gold and silver like if you're uh, apocalyptic and you have your mm-hmm. 50 a years prepper. Of, a prepper mm-hmm. that you buy them in coin form 
like some people can afford to come in and buy like a five ounce little yeah. block of silver or gold, but most of the time you like go and you buy a one ounce silver coin or a one ounce gold coin. Mm. Um, Genevieve picked out some more videos of you doing kind of commercial related things, things from websites, uh, other things we'll get into in a second. But this is the only, I think, straight up like TV commercial yes. that we were able to find. Have you done others? I was just thinking about that. I think probably, but I don't, off the top of my head, mm -hmm. I don't remember. I was in a uh, after school special movie as a child <sighs> actor. I think you've what? actually, I think we've talked about that. A, a Shining Season with Timothy Bottoms. Wait, we didn't talk about that on the show, I think though, we did, did. We? did we? Yeah, I think we did. Oh, I don't remember It's anything. on IMDb. Yeah. Now, wow. could we look at one commercial that Ron is not in, but I wanted to share... We can, we can look at a lot of them that he's not in. <laughs> I'm almost in not we, in all of them. If we could just find one <laughs> so commercial many. that Ron's not in for one... Wait, can I be in my own squad? <laughs> It depends. I'm sorry, you're, ident you're identified as Ron Upshaw. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Good He's point. a celebrity. Oh, uh, but it's spelled with two Ps. <laughs> so this is just just to give us sort of a, a a basis for comparison. This is an ad that Bellevue Rare Coins has put out there that is much more uh, like acted and there's a narrative for to it. And I just thought you might This is from twenty sixteen. Okay. And I thought maybe just like Get a good sort of like baseline for comparison for to Ron's work. Yeah, I mean this is a this is not a, a single shot. This is a multi shot commercial. We see um, it looks like a, a father and a son, right? Yeah. And all, for they're some going reason, and they're the, like going into their attic. Yeah, there's no lights. For, they're carrying a lantern. Yeah, they're they're for some reason. As everybody has a lantern these days. They've got mm -hmm. a lantern. They're looking up in their attic or a storage area, and they're hunting for treasure in their home. I wonder what kind of hidden treasures we can find. I hope we find gold and diamonds. Yeah. Whoa. Hey, what are you boys doing in here? Look at all this great stuff we found. Uh, what did like, they find? It's like Here's some pennies. Ship. Uh, a couple of $2 bills. Looks and like a, foreign and a, coins. And a silver knife and fork. Yeah, and it looks like an old, like, you know, like your, your uh, great grandmother's serving, set, as they serving call set. Yeah, yeah, okay. You know, we can sell this all at Bellevue Rare Coins and get a huge... Oh, they actually list what each is worth. So the serving set, the, the fork and knife are uh, $220. Once you melt that shizzle down. Do people say shizzle? Sure. No. Uh, something's worth 50 bucks in here. I can't tell what it is. Oh, they're saying one of these coins is worth almost 1400 That's right. Then a bunch of other You never coins. know what you got, Andrew. You never know what you got. I'm going to go. Uh, this makes me want to steal. This makes me want to go into other people's attics and steal shit and then take it to Bellevue Rare Coins. But nobody do that, and I think that goes against uh, the messaging. Get a huge payout. I like that idea. When you have treasures to sell, that's make a nice Bellevue shot. Rare Coins your first stop. It's really sweet background music, Bellevue too. Bellevue Rare Coins. Discover the hidden treasures of the Northwest. See, I like that in-store shot better because um, there was more focus on the, on the coins and the displays and less on your SUV in the parking like, lot. Like, <laughs> honestly, I think they... Um, it's a probably difficult to come up with campaigns because it is a straightforward product or an offering, and they don't... It doesn't really change that much. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, like the the real. So, I think trying to do it in different ways. Uh, you know, I've had ideas that I presented to them on like different contests or stuff you could do, but it's uh, yeah. it's pretty much the same thing over and over again. Do you think if I started writing um, commercials for them on spec, they would consider some uh, of my? I, I could get them in the right hands. <laughs> you, sure. What if I came up to you and I said? <laughs> Script. Here's my script, box. and then you open it up, and it's just a Bellevue Rare Coin script. <laughs> I was um, thinking you open it up, and it's a fork. 
that you stole from your neighbor's attic. I, Here's my script. I would watch a sitcom about a guy who was constantly... I feel like it's almost the Detroiters. Yes, just pitching. Like, just pitching spec... For hyper-local stores. For local yes. stores. Just walk through your it neighborhood. Feels like a, that feels like a... A Mr. Show sketch or something. I mean, that is what the, the Detroiters is about two boneheads in Detroit who are like Dude, running an ad agency yeah. because one of them inherited it from his father. They're young men. They're best friends. They're both dopes. It is hilarious. Have you seen this, Ron? I have not. Highly recommended. Yeah. As a matter of fact, I need to finish the season, I think. I don't know how many seasons they have. Because you, you guys are living in a new place. You could walk up and down the street in front of you with, with spec spots for like the speaker store yeah, down the street. that's right. Hi, I'm Definitive Andrew. Audio. You don't know me. I'm new to the neighborhood. <laughs> right. I've written a spec spot for Speaker City. <laughs> Do you need speakers? We are in the speaker district. Yeah. It is so crazy. There are three different businesses all surrounding us that are high-end audio uh, stores yeah. which you thought I'd be interested because in I'm a radio guy but like I can't afford to even walk in those stores yeah, yeah. probably not anyway okay so Vives, well what if else? you went to Bellevue Rare Coins with your stolen loot you could <laughs> afford those speakers point. step one steal some loot <laughs> um, what okay, else do you this have? next one is, is for a product called sell with Wes and although it is not a um it's not a TV commercial in the sense of something that, you know, would actually be on TV. Look for, how much heavier I am in that spot. For some reason, they do have a YouTube mm. video of it. I mean, you're just standing in front of a, a step and repeat, uh, like a backdrop. I think that Wes Radio requested this for his website, oh, okay. but he probably uploaded it to, who's it loaded by? It's loaded by NW Tradition. Yeah, I don't know if that's his agency. I think this was intended to be embedded on his website. Tell how us long, about How long ago was yeah. this? Uh, what's the date? 2015. 2015. What's sell with Wes then? So he's a, um, at the time he focused on, um, short sell properties because, mm-hmm. uh, right after the, or this, he may have transitioned after this, but initially when I met him, he was doing short sales when the economy bubble burst, a lot of people were underwater. So he was doing that. And then now he's like a Keller Williams real estate guy. And this was a video that kind of, you'd come to his website and this was an introductory I video. I think so, so yeah. but le- I've, I haven't seen this. Hi, I'm Ron Upshot from the Ron and Don Show. Thanks for landing on the website, sellwithwest.com. If you're in the market to sell your home, probably your first question is, what's my home worth? How much money am I going to make on this deal? Put your information into the uh, search calculator here. You're going to get an instant, free, no obligation report that's going to let you know where you're at in the market. And then if you want to take the next step, just contact Wes or he'll reach out to you and you guys can have a discussion on where to go from here. So welcome aboard. You made a great choice. Uh, Wes is my real estate agent and I hope he becomes your real estate agent too you look good in glasses i like the glasses i do like the glasses but you look younger now yeah i had uh lasik done on my on my eyeball yeah the the one thing like when watching those that i i i sort of take for granted until i had to do i was doing a video shoot a while back is it's hard to talk for 30 seconds yeah and to like know how long that is yeah and to do it like like I take for granted that that's kind of a unique skill because it's something you just do. Like Ichiro hitting a baseball at age forty-four. It's like that's really unique, but he mm-hmm. just makes it seem super easy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, people who've listened to my podcast know that I'm kind of a master of brevity. You, you, get, <laughs> you get to the point, you get in, you get out, you don't waste time. Sure. So I sort of feel like I've always got this internal clock running in my head. And if you ever, like I could. Yeah, you're like a human metronome. Sure. It's just knowing how long things take. <laughs> and also, exactly. the most interesting thing I ever said was. <laughs> uh, anyway, I'll give you a thanks for the laugh on that. Um, 
Uh, anyway, did you, did you guys pre-write that? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we got into a big fight on how to spell it. <laughs> actually, um, Genevieve, you have another one here, and this is something that I uh, kind of referred to earlier. You were talking, Ron, that the uh, people who give you copy, first of all, will sometimes just give you this dense copy that's written for the page yep. and not for the and spoken word. You word. always tell them, "Did you read this out loud?" Oh yeah, I read it and right. timed it. And you're like, "Really? No, that, no, you didn't." And why are there no pronouncers in here? Mm-hmm. Like, you ever do a Blue Apron ad? They just have all these words yeah. that nobody knows how to pronounce, and they give like you incredibly no, exotic ingredients. Yeah, yeah, and they give you no pronouncers on it at yeah. all. Um, but that's what I find interesting about this one. Veeves, you found this. This is actually from, you know, basically the Cairo radio. Yeah. I think it's funny uh, that Cairo site. put this up online because it's kind of candid. You're talking, it's just a, a shot of you um, talking into a mic. You know, there's, it's clearly not meant to be. Or it doesn't it's a seem behind like it, the scenes sort yeah, of thing. Yeah, it's a behind the scenes. It doesn't seem like it was recorded particularly for some sort of product, like to be shown visually. But you do a read, kind of like a test read for, I think, How Short Am I, which is like right. if your house is underwater. Um, and then you, Is that also part of the West thing? Yeah, that was yeah, West. Yeah. Okay, that's same, his website. Same deal. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, and then you get, a, then you talk a little bit at the end about the copy. Yeah. Okay. So, do you even remember this? Did you know and that I my Northwest? I, I feel okay putting it up because Cairo put it up. Yeah. yeah. This is from 2012. Well, yeah. yeah and so they're just giving you kind of behind the scenes. It looks like you're in the production guy's office. Although, a little inside talk here. It's not Russ at the controls. I don't know who this guy is. Oh, I'll anyway. take a look. All right, let's take a listen to this. Hey, it's Ron here for HowShortAmI.com. 12 years. That's how long Sarah and Chris and Edenclaw were looking to make mortgage payments just to get their house above water again. 12 years. They knew the market was soft, but they didn't know how soft. So they went to HowShortAmI.com. Filled out the short sale calculator. Ouch! Ouch! They're in the same position as Sarah and Chris, throwing good money after bad. Give my friends at... Give my friends Wes and Brian a... Ouch. You're in the same position as Sarah and Chris throwing good money after bad. A short sale might be right for you. I trust the people. Wes and Brian at Home Helter Consultants. Go to HowShortAmI.com. Can you see if I'm even close there? I swear to God that these people never actually read the stuff they write. Yeah, they do. 45, 60 seconds. Well, not only that, but... And then it just cuts off there. I'm very surprised that my Northwest just put you. I am too. Kind of, I mean, I know you're on this podcast doing it, but we're not, you know, we probably don't even have the same number of, actually only 191 people watch this, so never mind. But are, are you a little like uncomfortable knowing us. that they're just talk, no. posting you talking shit about the ad copy? Because it's, well, boy, how deep do we want to go in? Because you've worked at, you've worked at commercial radio stations mm-hmm. and at the NPR stations. Account executives are not copywriters, mm-hmm. but they are consistently tasked with writing copy. And they think here's, that it's Here's easy. the truth about writing, and I say this as a writer. Everyone thinks that they can write. Right. They think because they can type, they can write. <laughs> you are such a snob. It's true, it's though. It's true. And so you get these scripts, and they're just... no. They didn't read them. They did not, and I, I always ask them, I was like, did you read this with a stopwatch out loud? And they always say they did, and then I want to go back and go, you're lying, because <laughs> if you tried to read this, it would be, it's brutal. It's just brutal copy. It doesn't flow. And the, you know the thing that I think, and they don't do this as much on TV, but on radio all the time, is to pull a positive review off of a, a website or Yelp or whatever, and then they want someone to read it. <laughs> it's like, that is the worst. Yeah, that definitely wasn't written for Andrew broadcast. on Roosevelt said that this is the greatest day of my life. 
four stars. It's like <laughs> that's the world. It's so boring and then so lifeless. I, I can't. I can't. That's a huge pet peeve of mine. I can't I find. I, I can't seem to find the right one now. But this is a decent example. Can you see my computer screen? Look at this freaking copy that was sent to me by the uh, ad exec. I will leave all names out of it. Okay. Uh, but it's for the product RX Bar, which I I love RX Bar, and so I'm glad that they're a sponsor of our other show. And I legit love doing the um, spots. But you have to. This is one of those where you have to hit. Uh, as many talking points as possible. It's all typed out. It's way too dense. It's crazy. You can't look at this and just quickly figure out. If you read everything on this page, it would be about a 45-minute spot. Right. Uh, but then look at this. I have a PDF here. The person just took a pen and started scratching shit out, scribbling, writing in our promo code by hand at times. It is like, and you're just like, wow, you, you just how many gr- pages is that? You just, uh, and this the thing irony is two, of this, this one's only two. It's a short one. The, wow. irony, <laughs> the irony of this is that the whole premise and pitch of RX bar is that it's like, Four simple ingredients. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. Here's another one. Uh, same, same product. Sorry. And I know this is very visually, uh, very visual, so not good for them. But look at this. It's just like scratched out all over the place. It is impossible to read. Little notes. Two times if possible. They crossed off the other uh, show's name and wrote in TBTL there. Here, here's the thing that I wish ad people know. If you're doing an endorsement style spot like you guys do on TBTL mm-hmm. or we do on our show, they should have the, it should just say you have to read this 10 seconds at the end and just mm-hmm. let you go like i've heard you and yeah, Luke we mostly do do like um chateau saint michel commercials mm-hmm. and when you're just talking about it oh, they're can I, great can i talk some mess about uh chateau saint michel i went so we live in front of a winery now mm-hmm. and um i went in there and they were uh, they were su- they're super sweet they're really nice but they're this little independent winery and i they're offering me like a free like a tasting the other day just as their new neighbors and I, I forget how it came up, but I was talking about what Andrew does for a living. And I said, oh, he and his, his podcast partner used to have a relationship with Chateau, Chateau Saint-Michel. And they all looked at each other. There was like clearly yeah. a look passed among the, the four of them. And they said, oh, we call it the evil empire. Uh-huh. Well, they're owned by the cigarette company now, right? They're Is that own, true? They're owned by the same people who either own Marlboro. Because oh. Marlboro, they did a whole rebranding. Thing. Hmm. I think, God, I, they're, they're a former sponsor. So I'm not really stepping in it. Um, but to finish that point, yeah, if, you're, if you're connected, if I'm a fan of Andrew and you're telling me about RX Bar... Just telling me that you like, like if I yeah. trust you, I'm going to trust you yes. because I'm going to go, okay, Andrew, I, I've listened to Andrew for a hundred hours and I'm pretty positive that if he hated this bar, he wouldn't be doing this commercial. And so if you just tell me, man, I, I, I threw a couple of these in my car and boy, when I get mm-hmm. just that hit the energy thing at three yeah. in the afternoon, I pop one in. I love it. They're healthy. I'll go, I'll give it a try. Like you don't need to hit me with the specific copy points. It's all on about that. the credibility. And right, because they, I know you. But if it's mm-hmm. a TV commercial and you have no idea who the what the product is, then yeah, be very specific about the language. I think I think ad agencies a lot sort of miss the mark on endorsement ads. Mm-hmm. Cuz like the people that are listening to you are listening to you. Yeah. And they're a fan of you and so they're going to most of the time trust what you have to say. Okay, I have confirmed it. So, um, L, according to Altria.com, Altria is a successful company, always evolving, et cetera. Our family of companies include uh, Philip Morris, et cetera, et cetera, Chateau Saint-Michel. Wow. Um, so, yeah, eventually they got bought out. So I understand, like, they are now, like, kind of, even though they're a Washington, 
you know, we ha- I, I have great feelings about them because they were partnered. I'm not trying to, you know, and I don't think I am talking smack. I'm just telling you they're they're owned by by Philip Morris essentially. So they don't advertise with you anymore. <clears throat> no, they don't. Okay. Yeah. Um, but I will back to that. And if we do have any listeners who, uh, you know, consider the products we talk about on TBTL, that is something that when we started do- branching out from just doing Chateau and Uber ads. Um, and we had these folks, you know, when we moved to American public media, now we're working with a new sales team and they're out there just like kind of beating the bushes, looking for national sponsors as opposed to the local Cairo sponsors. Um, it, we had first had some conversations about if there's a way to differentiate between the things that Luke <laughs> goes back to characters, what are Luke and I actually endorsing and what are commercials that air mm-hmm. during the show? Because there were some things um, and I don't even know if any of them hit the airwaves that we were less excited about. Well, I, I know that some, I mean, let's be honest. There were some things that we did that it's like, yeah, we're absolutely fine. Like, there's not a conflict of interest here. This is an absolutely fine product. But it's not something that Luke and I are really going to be super excited about, right? And then there are the other things. And I will tell you now, and I'm being 100% honest, everybody on our roster right now I'm excited about. From mm-hmm. our toothbrushes, Quip, to RX. I'm not just trying to get free advertising here like I really like them and there have been some companies that we had to stop because it's really hard like we don't have commercials that we can just drop in like you're on the radio Ron some of these you can just you know you can uh, attest to I'm Ron and I like working with Wes to sell my houses but then there could be another commercial that's somebody else's voice it's on during your show but it doesn't mean that you and you and Don necessarily endorse it, but that's really hard to do with podcasting. We don't have commercials. It's always our voice. And so I feel like there has to be a higher level of buy-in sure. in order to make sure that the listeners still trust us. And there uh-huh. have been, there've been a few that we've rejected immediately. And there were two that we started and I'll leave their names out of this. Cause I think that could get in some problems that we tried the products and they weren't great. They yeah. were not good. And I'm sitting here and I'm trying so hard to figure out a way that like, I don't want to tell the people back in American public media, hey, who work their ass off to sell ad spots for us to be like, we're not doing this. We're above this. But you ha- you have they to want have a level of trust. Like if you want me well, to say thing. this thing is great, then you have to your give me something I can work with. Your only currency is your credibility. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, I've turned down. I was pitched a, a, a really good amount of money to do a, uh, a series of gun shows. I remember you yeah. in Atlanta. Was, where this were you? This was in Dallas. In Dallas, And right. I said, I can't do it. Yeah. Like I'm just not a gun enthusiast. I don't own any guns. And even though it was a lot of money, I, I turned it down. But you know what you are an enthusiast of? Bees. I bees. am a bee Bees. Bees. And so uh, sit back, relax. Hopefully all your questions are going to be answered. Let's start things off and look inside the hive at the three types of bees. Inside the hive, there are three types of bees. The queen bee, the worker bee, and the drone bee. There's only one queen bee. She's the most important member of the colony. Now we're getting Without a queen, the hive yeah. will die. So this is not a commercial. This is something called the Basic Beekeeping DVD. Yeah, I, I grabbed this because it was shorter, but there are some things that you do for uh, World of Beekeeping that are more like marketing, like their kits and tools sure. and things. Um, how, what's your really, what's, what, tell us about the World of Beekeeping. 
Um, I got, this was actually a company that, or a website that I started with um, a, a another guy named Sean, and it's was our company. And so we oh, sold. Oh, World of Beekeeping is yours. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that beekeeping shirt I, because I bought a shirt off of your website. Oh, you did? It says, give bees a chance. Yeah, give bees a chance. Yeah, yeah. I'm not, I'm that was us. Now, so uh, we were actually in the process of, of shutting down this side of it the dvd side and, and go into like the a more of a all online thing but i just got into beekeeping when i lived out in maple valley which is for people that aren't from washington it's like a rural area we had 10 acres i was married at the time and so i was like i need to find a hobby that i like so i got into beekeeping and quickly found that there was virtually nothing online that mm. was modern sort of teaching and i was like that's kind of what i do is present information so i decided to make a dvd Here's the, the crazy thing. I'll give you guys a guess. How much total sales do you think on a beekeeping DVD do you think we sold uh, of, for World of Beekeeping? Uh, wait, you want a monetary? Or yeah. like the number of DVDs no, the, that were the, sold? The dollar amount. The dollar amount. If you were going to say, you made your, if you net guys or made gross? Uh, the total sales, is that net? That would be That's gross. Gross. Uh, gross, gross. So if you guys said, we're going to make a DVD, we're going to do a Google AdWords campaign, have okay. a website. And just sell them ourselves. What do you think is the total? Because the total amount is. How long were you doing it? This has probably been, I don't know, six or seven years. How much money have you made over six or seven years selling total bee sales, DVDs? Beekeeping DVDs. But not the Seinfeld movie about bees. I'm going to say, yeah, movie. how many were bought in act, by accident? Someone thinking they were getting the Jerry Seinfeld right. movie. Right. The fact that you use a Jerry Seinfeld looking guy on the cover is, <laughs> yeah. I think, a little disingenuous. A little disingenuous. I'm going to say, I don't, I don't want to insult you, but I feel like it's very niche. Um, you have to, so DVDs are kind of, you know, not exactly the most Correct. popular medium these days. But I bet for the beekeeping set, it's like still pretty high tech. Yeah, maybe. Uh, <laughs> Just based I don't on like the beekeeper's... Grand? That was going to be my grand. guess. Yeah, actually, five I was going to say five grand too. $500,000. <gasps> what the shit? What? Can I have a loan? Yes. No, but like... Are you serious? Will you pay I'm our rent? I, I, was, I was way low on that, and I but, wasn't trying to be funny. No, no I, I thought, I thought five was it. generous. I thought I was shocked, but like the margins on it were not big margins. We spent so much money in advertising... And so much on it. I was, I'm, I'm. You did spend a lot of money on advertising? Yeah. Like so our margins were margin. maybe 10%. Okay. Uh, which is kind of what an online business, if you're getting between 10. I didn't know anything about business uh-huh. going into this. But like 10 to 20% in an online business is considered oh, there's standard. there's a real need for this okay. in the market. But so like, you're on the lower end of the margin. Right. Yeah. So, so like our take home was over five years or whatever, like 50 grand. And then we paid taxes and uh-huh. et cetera, et cetera. But the total sales, I was shocked. How many wow. DVDs is that? Thousands. Yeah. Really? Like it was it was. But you're not going to be selling them off anymore? No, we're not going to do the DVDs anymore because it's it's we sell a lot and it seems like a lot of money, but it just gets eaten up by everybody like mm. business. Who knew? Yeah, right. like you got to pay the DVD guy and you got to pay your shipping guy. Right. You got to pay, pay the bees. Got to pay the bees. Yeah. Got to pay the reaper. Yeah. Right. But, <laughs> but are you going to keep the business going and do some online shit? Uh, we're, there's another companion site called behelp.com, oh. which is more robust. And I'm going to try to spend some time on developing that more. So anyway, but I mean, I was surprised by the, I am that, very surprised. Uh, so it's kind of the best selling uh, beekeeping DVD, but it's totally, I, I was, I was shocked by how much it did. 
Can you use, can you pay the rights uh, to use this Black Eyed Peas song? Uh, I can definitely contact That's them. That's gonna I really guess. cut into that that profit margin, though. I think. Yeah, our demographics are right in the Black Eyed Peas. Do you know this song? No. I always thought if I had a bee-related business, I would use this. Well, didn't I? Did I want to say Cheerios might have? Oh, did they? Or, or Honey that. Nut Cheerios yeah. because of the bee? Oh, I didn't. Don't maybe qu- I don't quote me on that, but I. That rings a vague bell. Maybe, uh, maybe uh, I, I probably saw it somewhere. I, that yeah. doesn't sound like an original idea. Um, all right, well, that was tons of fun, Ron. Um, I want to move on and check out what. I'm the just ad so glad you didn't got. open the screen and there was like, here you are in an adult film from 1983. <laughs> oh, I don't even remember this one. I, I was going to say anything you'd like to tell us. <laughs> Is there anything that we've left out from this that you know of? <laughs> Not that I can remember. No. Okay, Dur- uh, adult themed or otherwise. I, I am a part of another website that sells. Uh, poker related things you disrupt the poker academy. Oh, I didn't find that. You got a lot of you got a lot of fingers and a lot of pies. Yeah. So to speak, yeah. And you also have that pie business that you're doing as well. <laughs> it's called fingers. <laughs> oh god. It's called it's called finger pies. Why can't I sell any finger pies? They're delicious. Um before we move on to the ad council, though, just while you're here, um, do, are there any commercials or anything that you've seen recently? I feel like you, when I see you from time to time, like if you see a commercial that catches your eye, you want to talk about it. Um, is there anything that you want to get off your chest? What did you think of the new rollout of the Mariners commercials? Because they do so every year. There's this big. I don't know if they do this in all the major league cities, but in in Seattle specifically, for the last probably fifty since since Griffey Jr. really was here, they made a big deal out of unveiling a suite of commercials every year. Mm-hmm. And they try, they they gin it up like it's going to be hilarious. And you have uh-huh. usually... And they used to be. They were ground, but they, they I was talking like, to Luke. They used to put them, play them on ESPN. And they yeah. were so yeah. fun. They had like five or six different star players. Right. Uh, you know, so if it was Randy Johnson and back in the day, A-Rod and Ken Griffey Jr. And they would put him in sort of a unique situation. So they've, they've tried to do this each and every year. Uh, since then and to sort of recapture that lightning in a bottle and this year's suite of commercials just I'm sure you watched all of them what did you what did you think I didn't, you know what I didn't even watch didn't all of them watch I watched them. two of them and I was just like Ugh, I've seen I've only so seen cringy. the uh, Kyle Seeger hair flip one yeah because he's bald and he's trying to flip his hair back like Ben Gamble who has long flowing locks and I think I'm here's the deal with him I don't know if it's that the commercials are getting worse or if I've just gotten really somewhat jaded by being more familiar with the team. Because I'll tell you what, like those commercials, when I first moved to Seattle, they legit worked on me. Well, I the thing is, did not watch baseball before I moved to Seattle. And there were various factors involved that had to do with me having extra time on the bus and reading the newspaper, running out of things to read. So I started reading the sports page. It seemed right. like an exciting time for the Mariners. So I started reading about the offseason stuff. That was a big part of it. But also that was reinforced by I would come home, flick on a game, and then they'd have these pretty funny commercials. This is 2009. And I'm just like, oh, my God, this is really fun. And it got I got to know the players. And it's yeah. like an exciting time x number of years later almost 10 years later i am now a legit mariners fan uh i'm not as turned on probably by the cutesiness of some of this shit like talking about ben gamble's hair all the time and they're just i also think they're just not well yeah i think the difference is the the player needs to be identifiable with some trait Mm -hmm. so like when it was 
Griffey Jr., you knew him whether you like baseball or not. Randy Johnson, you sort of mm-hmm. you knew enough about him mm-hmm. to, to when they played against type that you got the joke. And I don't know enough the about Felix. these. Like yeah. Nelson Cruz, like what? Right. I don't. I mean, I know he plays, but yeah. I don't know anything about yeah. him. They had the one yeah. where Felix played his alter his own alter ego. That was the last that one that kind of got the, big. Yeah, those, I can't yeah. remember. People what People would it was come called, to yeah. the, so if you're not from Seattle at the Mariners games. Um, Felix Fernandez is one of our star pitchers. Still, had I a guess. perfect game. Um, and he, they, so there's a what they call the Kings. They call him King Felix. People sit in the special section of this of the stadium in yellow shirts. And so for a while, people would actually dress up not just as him, but also as his alter ego, uh, Larry Bernandez. Larry Let's Bernandez. take a listen to this commercial. This is from uh, probably like five seasons ago now. All right, man. Let's go. Let's get after it. Oh, jeez. Felix, I know you love to compete, but you just pitched yesterday. Um, Larry. So let me explain this. So um, obviously you can't uh, be a starting pitcher two days in a row. Um, so, but Felix has the hunger. So he goes out there um, and he's got like fake sideburns on. He's got big clunky glasses on. He's got a uh, fake beard on. And he's telling the coach whose name I've already forgotten. How is my brain so bad? Yeah, I don't remember. You don't remember either. either. That makes me feel better. He's claiming to be Larry. He's telling his Larry coach. Bernandez. Larry, Larry Bernandez. Larry Bernandez. Larry. Jersey says Bernandez. Bernandez. He's clearly uh, used marker to turn Hernandez into Bernandez. Mariners baseball. <laughs> that was that was probably the last of the golden age of those things. I thought those were great, but I yeah they right now I feel like they're sort of going to the same well. Um, I don't care about Ben Gamble's hair anymore. I just, I'm, this is the thing, like, when you're watching game in and game out and you hear the color commentators just filling so much, which is a very hard job. I'm not saying, it, obviously, I couldn't do it better. Um, but, like, hearing Rick Riz talk about Ben Gamble's hair flip or uh, Modder's hair flip, and it was such a, such a thing last year. And then as the team starts losing and they're super frustrating to watch and you're just like shut up with the goddamn hair already like I think it has to right. do with something about like fandom as well it's like I, I'm done with you guys fucking talking about the hair get to a playoff game exactly. it's not funny the only other spots that I've been seeing lately that I was wanting to ask you guys about is this the rivalry between the iPhone X and the Galaxy yeah. 93 Galaxy. or whatever about yeah. S8, about animating your face as a unicorn. Like, is this the feature that's going to make you buy a thousand dollar phone? Dude, they're are, both, we are way too old to answer this question. But they're ramming it down our throats. Yeah. Like and I saw back to back the other day. I didn't know I saw that. The I iPhone ad bat right up against the, the Samsung, Samsung is now ad. doing uh, animojis. Yeah. I didn't know they're that. Oh, they're totally just animojis. biting I, the iPhone then, right? Because so what am I missing on that? Because I mean, they're slick ads and they're well produced. Yeah, youth. And so you're someone has a kid that's 15, and they're going to drop a grand on an Animoji phone. I think there's a million different factors, and I think that any little I mean, it also new does thing all that the things apart, yeah. that a thousand. I mean, all these phones are a thousand dollars, and they do a tremendous amount of stuff. So you but, want the one that does the, bell the most? And, but the bell and whistle that, like, yeah, I guess a 22 year old, like, if you're if if you're looking for that differentiator. I mean, you're saying they're the same thing, but if you're if if you're trying to get someone off of that iPhone, which is I'm sure all Samsung's trying to do is get like hipsters, you know, young not hipsters, but like young cool people off of Apple. Of course, you have to have this like bell and this. Sometimes those little differentiator features 
are the thing. Like I remember, this is a true story. I used to have to have a Windows phone because I worked for Microsoft or I was, they were a client. And Windows phones, believe it or not, were fine. Like, I had one. The hardware was actually pretty good. They're kind of cool. The actually, live tiles yeah. were very useful. I mean, it was a good design. If they had the apps available, I would have stuck with it. Exactly. They didn't have the apps. And they. I know it sounds crazy, but I really was like frustrated that I couldn't get Instagram. Instagram. Mm-hmm. It's just one. It's a photograph. Right. But, in, but it was it was frustrating. And I will tell you this as a uh, like I'm a Samsung diehard or at least a, a you know like Google interface. I need a Google phone. Um and I've never been tempted by an iPhone. I have an iPad. It's pretty Jurassic at this point, but I've never liked the interface of an iPad. I like these better, but there are certain things that drive me crazy um about my phone. One is um everybody I'm communicating with or a big chunk of people are iPhone users and um I'll get emojis from them that my phone just shows yeah. up as a big question blank mark. X. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you just did you, like, do you have the Google their Google specific phone? No, no, or you I got have a Samsung, an Android phone. Yeah, okay. Because yeah, that Android Google phone cool. looked pretty cool. Anyways, I was just wondering if you guys yeah. had discussed that because there are clearly tens of millions of dollars in these campaigns, and it's virtually indistinguishable. You know, mm-hmm. it's the spinning phone that's well lit oh, yeah. and it's got this. They really got a look bezel. and feel. That's why that Samsung ad with the guy, it was about a, a, a man. It was almost like a coming of age story of a guy who bought an iPhone back when they were new. And then throughout oh, the yeah. years, he you matures. can see. That right. was a really effective ad. We talked about that a lot. It had yeah. Easter egg, little jokes in there. The one guy's haircut, uh, the the Apple guy's haircut. Looks like the bezel of the right, new iPhone. Right. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, I think that there's a lot of room to innovate in that commercial field. And I think that that ad did it because otherwise you're right. It's like, look at this technology flipping around right. in space. Otherwise, I, I flip through the ads. <laughs> I just like I do this on your show all the time when I fill in. You guys hit a post and then I just keep talking <laughs> over the elements. So I, I think it's really fitting that... We're doing it here. Now. Are we uh, amongst the uh, ad council now? We are amongst this the is ad, ad council, council time. Yeah, yeah, welcome to ad council. Has anybody made any ad council swag? Um, no, you mean no. like things we could? Should we do that? Can I get throw out a request for like if someone makes key fobs or something to batch hey, us out a couple hey man, ad council key fobs? A- asking is free. <laughs> maybe a, maybe a t-shirt. I'll tell you what we we'll start selling uh, give bees a chance t-shirts. How much are you selling them for? Because ours are just slightly more expensive. <laughs> oh, I thought they were, ours were going to be slightly less expensive. <laughs> no, I got to buy them from this guy. <laughs> I don't want to take a net loss. I'll give you, I'll give you a wholesale price. <laughs> okay, that sounds good. Hey man, I'm I'm proud of uh, trying to help the bee community. <laughs> um, so I we, we've got some jingles and I want to get to them, but mm-hmm. I wanted to quickly address and say thank you to uh, listener Dave on our last show, which Ron was just about owl commercials. <laughs> like, well, we also had a fire quiz, right? Didn't I quiz you on something that I was very proud of? You did. You, you quizzed me on um, chain restaurants. Oh yeah, that mm-hmm. have gone defunct. But yeah. there, we also did a whole segment about how owls have been used as a There's spokes a lot critter. Of owls There's a lot right of owls, now. right? Yeah. Um, and I referred to Woodsy the Owl as the OO, the original owl. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Um, but Dave wrote in Woodsy the Owl, 1970, the Tootsie Pop Owl, which we also talked about, 1969. So the really? real OO is the, wow. is the Tootsie oh, Pop Owl. Does okay. the Tootsie Pop Owl have a name? I don't know, but we Tootsie. could. It's just one, a two, <laughs> a three. As a kid, like that, I hated that owl. Really? Yeah, there was something about that owl that I thought was like cocky. Too mean. Yeah. It ate the thing. It ate the thing. Um, <laughs> the, 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 was the um, blow pop concurrent with the Tootsie Pop or was the Tootsie no, Pop? No, I think it came out way later. Because the blow pop was a game changer. 
Yeah, I love blow pops. I love a blow pop. I didn't really like Tootsie Pops as a kid. I wanted the gum in the center or just or just uh, all lollipop. Veeves, uh, do you happen to know what time it is? It's jingle time. Head council, it's jingle time. You promised us a lot of jingles I today. do. I have three jingles today, which means, dear listeners, that next week, Andrew has is now on the hook for singing his own oh, jingle. Oh, you unlocked... Yes. You've un- what do they you've say un- in video games? You've unlocked. A- achievement achievement unlocked. unlocked. Achievement unlocked. Good, good. So good I'm job, not going to sing my jingle today. I will sing it next yeah, week. Well, Remind me of that. I will. It's better Which be better than the Albuquerque Wait, you don't remember? It was one from my youth. Oh, yeah, yeah. I know. I know. Okay. I it's the uh, Angry Amish. Hostile Amish. <laughs> it's not the Hostile Amish. Did you, I tell you there's a new Hostile Amish band? So they now spell you can't, it differently, you right? You can't find any of the old Hostile Amish stuff anymore because the new band has pushed them all down. It's Travis. It's SEO, man. There's a band growing up in my little neighborhood or like in my in my city called uh, the Hostel Amish, and they had people fake churning butter on the side of the stage. They were a hardcore band. Anyway, uh, that's not what we're here to talk about. No. So this first one is from listener Melisande, um, who who is singing an ad from I I believe her youth, uh, and she has her backup singer, which is what? that's a whole wow. she's really bringing it next level style. Uh, so why don't you go ahead and play this uh, for a product that she grew up with? Hi, this is Melisande. Um, I'm singing a jingle uh, with my sister-in-law at the Passover dinner table. Um, (laughs) And I've been waiting to send this to you guys, so uh, here it goes. Someone made a store just for me. Food Emporium, Food Emporium. Someone has my kind of quality. Food Emporium, Food Emporium. Someone knows the difference. The people like things better. Even when they're shopping for the simple thing. That was so wow! Awesome. Happy Passover, by the way. Positive that the last line was going to be even when you're shopping for cheddar. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, because they say things that are better yeah. even when you're shopping even for cheddar. Shopping I would have been. Cheddar. I would have been down with that. Well, listen to how uh, that's some solid background. Very that solid. Was, that yes. was, the, was that the first dual I, du- like duet? duet? I think it might be the first duet we've had. Yeah, Melisande, really, way to really bring it. Right you know what? We don't even have credit for the background singer. It's Natalie. I, oh, Natalie. Oh, Natalie. Yeah, she did <laughs> Thank you, okay, Natalie. Yeah, we're like twenty feet great. from stardom. Yes. God, people. <laughs> <laughs> did you see that documentary? <laughs> no, but I know what you're talking about. Someone made a store. Just for me. Someone has my kind of quality. Food Emporium, Food Emporium. Someone got the message that people like things better. I want to go and buy some cheddar. Whoa, you changed. Food Emporium, Food Emporium. Oh, wow. It's, I felt like they were just building up for that a second. Was, the, the last person was like a Olivia Newton-John look-alike. Yeah, it's a, it's got a very specific look and feel to uh, the yeah. end. Like all the, it's this very got, 80s style. Kind of like a Blossom so, hat. Or no, no, not Blossom's friend, Summer. What was Blossom? Six. six. Wearing a hat like six. I had a crush on six. I was a six guy. I don't know. Was Narrow that six head. Mine. Yeah, no, if you had a crush on six, you would have, <laughs> that's age inappropriate, I think. <laughs> how about, how about, uh, we have an age difference, right? Yeah, Are a we, little bit. We're under 10, though. 
Probably. Yeah, okay. Uh, all right, uh, who else we got? All right, this is from listener Bet, and this is uh, for a product that I, or a, a, I guess a thing that I didn't know about, which is uh, Scruff McGruff, which is like the hip young nephew of McGruff the Crime Dog. Oh, nice. I didn't know about, yeah, I, I watched this like uh, Scrappy earlier. Doo. Yes, exactly. And everybody hates Scrappy. No, nobody likes Scrappy. Have you ever met, you uh, You meet somebody who yeah. says they like Scrappy Do that person's a sociopath. That's probably true. Lock them up. Hey, Andrew and Genevieve, it's Bet in Buffalo. I just uh, had a really short and sweet jingle for you guys. This is one that's been stuck in my head uh, forever. So um, it's from the early 90s, and I'm sure a lot of people will recognize it. So Scruff, McGruff, Chicago, Illinois, 60652. That was from Scruff, McGruff, <laughs> the crime dog. So all right. Thanks, guys. Something, something I've noticed is that uh, we've had several people call in with things like that where all they remember from an ad is like the thing that was listed at the end. It was like the phone number to call or the thing to the email or not email usually, but like the, the address to write right. into because they would sing it in a way that was just got like a real earworm, you know? Do, do, does it thrill you guys to have uh, a listener in Buffalo, New York? Uh, I mean, I yeah. I mean, we love Bet. What are you talking about? Why do you really have a? It seems a, really affinity? far away. Like that, you guys oh, do this yeah, in right. your in yeah. this yeah. this yeah, very yeah. spacious uh, spare bedroom. Yep. And then someone found it in Buffalo, New York, and it took the time out of their day to call you in with a. Jingle. I know. Well, the jingle, the jingles absolutely delight me, um, and they delight our cat Theodore Murray, who just banged his way into the studio because I just realized. What's it is the last about, time you were in upstate New York? Um, Probably uh, when I was, was about ten. My mom's from Rochester, and so we went on a tour of her hometown when I was very when I was a kid. It's beautiful up there. It is. Um, Theo says it's dinner time, so we got to hurry up uh, with this uh, show here. Sorry, guys, I got to have my All priorities. Right, we just got a couple more. Let's play the Scruff McGruff ad from 1998. It's a long one. It's very very visual. So it starts with McGruff, the elder, mm-hmm. the one that I knew, uh, and he's gesturing Did towards. Did he take a bite his, out of crime? Uh, he will eventually, but first his nephew I, or. Or Scruff son or something. His scrappy do yes. is getting into trouble. I think he finds a handgun. This is very visual, but I think Scruff McGruff finds a handgun unlocked in his parents' house. Here's my nephew Scruff about to run into trouble again. Hey, Bobo, where's your video game? In here. Well, look at this. It's a gun. It's my dad's. So Who want to hold it? What will I do? You'll see. But that's not the only problem he has. Okay, the commercial goes on. I'm not even going to play the whole thing because the audio is really bad uh, and it's very confusing. I don't know what happens. Uh, Scruff is... He just in, gets in, into a, a lot of like he gets dangerous in, situations. He's in an alleyway. The, some thugs try to actually take his tennis shoes, so it's very like 90s. Yeah. You know what? Um, Kudos to them in 1998. Uh, it's a very racially diverse animated spot. Well, they're also all dogs. Um, the, no, they're not. They're the not people dogs. in the alley are human beings. Oh, you're right. Sorry, scratch Everybody that. Everybody else is a human, oh, except right. for Scruff and McGruff. Yeah, why aren't they freaking out that a dog's talking to them? Well, whatever. <laughs> um, let's skip to the end and try to get to the jingle here. For your free copy of my new comic activity book, write Scruff McGruff, Chicago, Illinois, 60652. Scruff McGruff, Chicago, Illinois, 60652. And you'll be helping take a bite out of crime. There it is. Yeah. There it is. Now, I wanted to point out that uh, McGruff is back, baby. McGruff is back in those Geico ads. Have you guys seen these? Oh, Geico I have ads? seen yeah. this one. Yeah. I, I think these are hilarious. You have the cartoon uh, crime-fighting dog McGruff, uh, but he's hanging out in a real 
police station, right? And right. It's, I think it's kind of shot like a, a, a it's a parody of a cop show. Am yeah, I remembering like it a right? procedural sort Let's of. Let's take a listen. Great, another dead end. Sarge, I just got a tip that'll crack this case wide open. Turns out the prince at the crime oh, scene. Oh, did McGruffy Wuffy get a tippy whippy? <sighs> I'm serious. We gotta move fast Who's before. Who's a good boy? Is him a good boy? Oh, I'm just gonna go. Oh, you won't go outside. You gotta go, Tinky Poo Poo. <sighs> I already went, okay? In the bathroom. As long as people talk baby talk to dogs, you can count on Geico saving folks money. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. That commercial came on the other night, and Vives, I don't know if you remember, but it legitimately made me sad from a gruff. Uh, yes, I do. I think you're taking it too seriously. I'm probably taking it a little bit too seriously. Do you think they had to get... I mean, they call him McGruff. Were you, were and you eating just, your gummy candy? So, <laughs> I don't time? know what you're talking about. It's legal. Um, <laughs> no, it made, it made me sad for McGruff because he's probably like he's ready to crack... I mean, and it also made me sad for like whoever the victim is or the victim's family here. He's ready to like actually crack the case open and these guys are all well, being Well, my dicks. feeling is like if you're a police station and you just think dogs are cute and, and snuggly like that... Why would you even hire one as a detective? That's a good point as well. And then is is like McGruff actually being one of those annoying, uh, like kind of neighborhood guys yeah, who just dresses up like a cop? Yeah. Can you yeah. give me your top five procedurals in the Andrew Walsh pantheon? Monk. He doesn't even watch. Yeah, one. I would I mean, say is that a procedural. That's, that's a cozy. A See, I mean, I, all of mine are like, yeah, Columbo, um, Murder, She Wrote, Monk. Monk would probably be number one, actually, of that list. Some people might be surprised Rockford. to hear. Oh, Rockford is number one. But those are all, like, um, old. Those, those are procedurals. And are they, procedur- sure. are they procedurals? Well, I guess those are so. my four. I yeah. mean, I would call a procedural more like like NCIS, NYPD, uh, you know, but does, law doesn't and order. Monk solve like a, has a, has a no, case? It's a, yeah, but there's, I would say there's a significant difference between a bones or a law and order or a CSI where it's all about like the sort of like this, how the system works to solve the crime Mm -hmm. and like the the technology, technology, how the technology, whereas monk is just like, you know, monking it up and he's a genius. Monk monk is, you know what? Monk is a modern um, Sherlock Holmes. There's no Sherlock Holmeses on law and order. Sherlock would be a procedural. Uh, my my definite procedural is that there's, there's one case that gets sort of solved in yeah. one or two episodes. I think Genevieve's right though, and I don't watch procedurals by her definition because, well, I don't know why I said because I'm like I don't know they're not for me. But um, I do think that procedurals have to focus on the procedure, the technology, the system mm. more as opposed to personality based stuff. I mean, you want to talk about Rockford, the, it, like the PI stuff, the private investigator stuff mm-hmm. that is very personality driven, and it, I would put it more almost in the um, category. Of noir, yeah. Did you exactly. watch Marcus Welby back then too? No, who's that? That was right on right after uh, your Columbo. No, I don't know. You know, what would be a procedural um, from that same era. The the attorney, um, he would later be in Ironsides, or maybe he started off in Ironsides. Raymond Burr, who was Raymond oh, Burr? Um, Perry Mason. Perry Mason. That might be a. Procedural. I would call that a procedural. Absolutely, yeah, because it's like it all does. about. It's sort of all about like working within the system, and right. it, it goes through the the process from like commission of the crime to the verdict. And that's how like law and order and right. typically like there's like, there's a, I mean, I know there's a resolution. Matlock. Matlock, yeah. Matlock though, he goes out. That's kind of more of a PI one. So you don't right? watch any modern ones? I don't. Luther? No, I don't like him. No, I tried oh, Luther. So I need good. to go back and try it again. So good. Well, you Diagnosis did, murder? You did love um, that one about, you know, Mellor. 
Oh my God, Broadchurch. That's not Broad really a procedural, though. Is kind of a procedural, but it's a whole yeah. season. It's a whole it's season, one mystery. yeah. Yeah, that's true. Anyway, uh, All right, we got one more, we got then we got to get more. out of here. Yeah. What time is it? Should we do it? Should we save it for no, next week? No, let's just do this because I've already, we've already, I already set it all up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, should I just hit play on this? Yes. This is from uh, listener Mike. Hi guys, this is Mike from Livermore, California, and I do have a jingle. And this is probably one that you've heard a lot of times because it's it's one that's uh, just out there. Everybody everybody knows this. It's not really that old, even. But it was uh, Bumblebee Tuna, and it was just that wonderful. Just, I don't know the the alliteration. It just makes me always feel happy when I sing it. So <clears throat> here it goes. Bum bum bumblebee bumblebee tuna. I love bumblebee, bumblebee tuna. That's all I know. So, <laughs> anyway, thanks a lot, guys. I've love never heard that. I haven't stuff. either. And yet, so I went looking for the original, uh, which I, you know, I try to find the original if I can for these. And Bumblebee, that's been their song for decades, like since the 60s or 70s. Now, I couldn't find a good recording from way back in the day, but in 2009, they rebooted their own song with an ad that's clearly meant to sort of make fun of not make fun of but like wink at the historical long live long life of this song this is a there's like a guitar guy like sort of a long-haired guy with a guitar acoustic guitar wandering through different scenes as people are eating tuna and he's singing that song yum yum bumblebee bumblebee tuna i love bumblebee bumblebee tuna yum yum bumblebee bumblebee tuna i love a meal that's made with bumblebee Bumblebee. <laughs> I was going to say, I love a meal that's made with bumblebees. <laughs> Life is full of flavor. Eat it up. I'm going to turn to our resident bee expert and ask him how he feels about that. <laughs> uh, have you bumblebee about, is not the same as a honeybee. But have you thought about any kind of cross-promotional that's opportunities? A good, uh, that's a good idea, Andrew. Um, Do you want to know how um, sort of iconic that song is? There is a band called... Mephistopheles. Ooh, is that one of the names of the devil? And well, Mephistopheles, but this is a oh. ska based. Oh, Mephistopheles, oh, nice. ska based oh, metal no. band. Yeah. Oh no. Oh no. Yes. Oh no. This is exactly yes. this. These guys probably. I swear, this is the type of band that would have opened right. for the Hostile Amish. I almost wonder. That was the era. Yes. Like I used to. As a matter of fact, the club a hardcore ska band. The club that I would see the Hostile Amish at. That was the one that the Boss Tones would come to when they were like before they were before so they were huge. mighty. What's that? Yeah, when <laughs> they were the wimpy, wimpy boss tones. Um, so, okay, should we take a listen to this? Yeah, so this is from an album I called like God, band God, bless, they were mighty. God Bless Satan. <laughs> and this is their cover of the Bumblebee Tuna song. Oh, God, please get to it fast. I can't take a lot of this. I accidentally stopped it, but I also sort of feel like that was... Nope, keep playing Keep going. All right, that was an accident, though, I swear. Little pitchy dog. What's that? Little pitchy dog. Uh Uh-huh. Oh, Oh, they got there. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. This is straight-ahead ska. Yeah, this is regular ska. 
Desmond Decker would be proud, guys. Uh, Mephiscopheles. Mephiscopheles. I'll give him credit for the name. Yeah, pretty funny. Pretty good. And the chicken with the devil horns logo is nice. <laughs> yeah. if, you, if you do end up looking them up on the YouTubes. Yeah. All right, uh, guys, let's get out of here. You can sell anything. You can sell anything. Hey, by the way, so this song, we always talk about this publicly. This is by the band Das Racist, who is, uh, you know, Hari Kondabolu's brother in this band. Um, and we've always been worried because we're kind of friends with Hurry and we didn't, you know, we don't want to get in trouble and get a cease and desist or also hurt anybody's feelings. Hurry uh, was on TBTL the other day. His brother was not, but we we're talking to him and we didn't bring up this whole thing. But I did find out that Das Racist broke up like three years ago. Ooh, we're probably in the clear. I think, I mean, who's going to like be like, you can't use my old band song anymore? Yeah. Can I just point out that it's Das you, then, you could nah, if may, you were if mayhem you, if you were right, but it is not Das racist. Really? Because I, I didn't. Re- I always called him Das, but it turns out Genevieve. Do you want to explain the joke? It's like Das racist. Like that's racist. That's ah. racist, dude. Das racist. That's racist. That's just a bunch of mayhem. <laughs> <laughs> we're not done. I just want to listen to it. I saw you trying to get up. Uh, I do love this song. We got a note from a listener who said that um, he actually bought the album because we uh, played on the show. So thank you for that. Uh, Ron, speaking of thank yous, what a fun goddamn show. Yeah, thank you Do you, you want to so come much. back next week and talk about your squad? Or do you want us to call you on the phone? How are we going to do this? Do um, you want to send us an audio postcard, what, NPR style? Whatever you want. <laughs> okay. Well, you're always welcome. I just hate to make you drive out here. Um to the uh, stereo speaker district. Uh, Veeves, how can people get in touch with us? You can get in touch with us on email at after these messages show at Gmail. You can visit us on the Facebook group. We still get a couple of new uh, joiners every week, so mm-hmm. it's great to see you. It's after these messages show uh, on Facebook. It's the group. You can always call us. You can leave a voicemail. You can always leave a jingle at 607 444 And we are mining all of your personal data on Facebook, <laughs> so we will be infiltrating your mind. Yes, we will. Uh, Ron Donald, what else um, What else for you? So you're uh, on 4 to 7 every afternoon, every Three weekday. 3 to 7, afternoon. but well, thanks for joining. Well, the, th- the, the first hour you're phoning it in. Yeah, though, barely honestly. even he's there. Still you're up. still waking up, <laughs> yeah. sort of. Barely you got those late afternoon hangovers. Yeah, I, so. I don't need to plug anything. Um, well, Bellevue Rare Coins might appreciate another plug. You can check them out. Four <laughs> locations in the greater hey, Seattle Hey, join uh, behelp.com if you yeah. want to plug. If, you, if you're into beekeeping. Yeah. Or you want to be into beekeeping. It's, a, it's the best out there. Can people get your DVDs still? Or no. no they they're, 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 they've they been pulled. disqualified those. It's behelp.com only. Solamente now. Yeah, you're too late, guys. That's Spanish for Gavish. only. Uh, we'll run out of music. Bye, guys. Talk to you next Tuesday. On a scale of computers, I'm complicated. I'm complex. I'm intelligence in the age of the internet where you're as smart as how quickly you can use your smartphone. I'm complex.